Hello, Internet, and welcome to You Say Report Junior. This is uh, one of your hosts, Zach Sarowick. Remember when I told you like to? So we have to be. I thought I gave it a beat. beat. You did. Oh, you gotta wait two beats. I think. I don't know. Ah. We'll hear how it sounds in post. Yeah, I guess. Okay. So again, in case in case I was drowned out by the music, I'm Zach. You weren't really. It was just like actually, it was probably very nice. It probably sounded very nice. Uh, I guess we'll find out. What's your name? My name is Dale Decker. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everybody, (laughs) and welcome Uh. to this very functional podcast that we have here uh we were we were asked recently just how much planning and editing goes into this and really it's just like so far we haven't had to cut anything so none yeah no but... no it's uh it's it's pretty much we're just live <laughs> now this is now that's now like verifiable truth this is how you know we don't edit this exactly um before we get into anything though uh, I believe we have a quick plug for Devin. Uh, I think <laughs> yes. you have the info for that. Yes. So, uh, quick, quick, shameless plug, whatever. Um, Devin, Devin Decker, my brother, the um, one of the co-hosts of our sister uh, podcast, our older sister podcast. Um, Are we sticking with older sister podcast? Because I'm fine with that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I anyway, heard, I heard Devin refer to our podcast as the sister podcast. So it's only fitting to call yep. theirs the older sister podcast. <laughs> so it's his fault. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> it is his fault. It's all on him. Um, so Devin is, uh, he streams on Twitch. Um, and I know he talks about it on the Say Report. And so you should know that by now. But he streams on Twitch. Uh, he usually does, he does a lot of um, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past randomized um, playthroughs and tournaments. Um, he does other stuff, too, really into Mega Man and all that good stuff. But <clears throat> he is trying to get officiated on Twitch, which apparently all you need to do to become officiated on Twitch is to get 50 followers. And he only needs five left. At this moment in time of recording, I I only know of five more that he needs. Um, that was the last time I checked. So he needs those five more followers by May 4th. Um, I just hit my microphone. I'm sorry. Um, uh, <laughs> by May 4th. So if anybody is listening, please, please, please go check out, excuse me, his Twitch page and, um, f- give him a follow so he can become officiated and, you know, maybe he'll, maybe he'll give a shout out. Maybe I'll make a promise that he needs to, <laughs> needs to uphold. He'll give you a shout out in the say report. Whoa. Um, and we will too. Why not? <laughs> um, I'm sorry, Zach. I just promised that. I hope you're that's, okay with that's, that. That's fine. <laughs> oh, kidding me? I'm waiting for the day that people pay us to talk about them. Right? Uh, oh, yeah. We should have had just Devin, like, send us, like, five bucks each. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. And that's Would on his nice. – that's his Fox – yeah, that's his Fox Zero. Yes, Fox account, Zero. Right? Okay. So what you want to search is F-O-X-Z-E-R-R-O. All right? So Fox Zero is really how – you know, that's how I pronounce it and how I think he wants it pronounced. But it's one word. It's no spaces or anything. Um, his little picture icon on Twitch is a fox with sunglasses. And um, it has like, a, I'm pretty sure it has a nuclear system behind it. Like, like, watch out, we're nuclear. I have to sneeze really bad. This might be our first edit. 
Oh wait, no, it passed. <laughs> it passed. <laughs> I like um, I like when Devin streams um, Link to the Past as well because he always does like the randomizers and the the crazy stuff, which means he gets to change his sprite and it is yep. always a fox. Yep. He leans into that the way only a showman like he can. Oh like, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like... He he designed that too. Did he really? The one I'm pretty sure the one that he uses now is the one that he created. I could be wrong. There, there is already a pre-existing fox um, sprite within the randomized world of Zelda, but I also know that he created one for himself that he uses from time to time. So yeah, but the, the sprites of that game are the best part. And I like, as you know, I finished Link to the Past for the first time uh, two months ago, I believe. No, last month. Last month? When did we start this? March, right? Yes. So I don't remember. <laughs> I don't it's remember. All, it's, it's all always, blur. It's always been here. <laughs> we can't even remember week to week who exactly, opened last right? time because we blend our episodes together. Know, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, so when I beat it, he was like, now you can get into the randomize. And I do want to, but I'm, you know, I don't know the game as well. But, you know, you learn. That's the, so. that's the thing that I always like. I think that's the thing that will always blow my mind about that. Is they're like, oh, yeah, everybody, everybody that plays these things knows where the chests even are like I couldn't oh, tell yeah. you where to even go I went to go uh we were going to do like an Easter stream and then you know the plague took over your house <laughs> um yeah. and yeah. so Devin had sent me that the had sent me the, the the initial like just like a trial run and I realized as soon as I started playing the game turned on and I went I don't know where to go <laughs> <laughs> so I just started playing it like I was playing the game. Like I went to the castle and I went yeah. through the, the dungeon. Like I went yep. through the, the prison and all this other stuff. I'm like, there's gonna. I know that there's a faster way to do this, but I don't know how people know where everything is. Then again, I could probably tell you way too much about like Player Unknown's Battlegrounds and Fortnite now because I play them every day. Because oh, yeah. I'm, I'm now an addict. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert. That's all I've played for the last week. You know, like I, I haven't found a game to play since I ended Far Cry Five, so I've just been like bouncing between battle royale games like that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah it just like first, it blows my mind step, that people memorize that stuff. The first so. step, step of knowing you have an addiction, addiction is admitting you have the addiction or something like that. I don't know. It's admitting you have a problem, yes. and my problem is that 2018 needs more games that don't cost a bunch of money. Right. <laughs> um, I side note before we move on. I was so ready for that Easter thing, and then I was so upset when we all got sick. I was just like, I was so ready, because I had just played the game, and I was like, I think I got this. I think I can do this. And, oh, it would have and... been the, it would have been me at the at the back end of that too. Just <laughs> like eight hours later, I found three things. Like, where is everything? <laughs> I have to get oh. How many eggs? You had to get like seven dozen eggs. The person yeah. who got who got oh six dozen. I think it was six dozen. Six dozen. So whoever got seventy two pieces fastest. It's yeah. like I don't even. Are there yep. seventy two chests in that game? How are there seventy two <laughs> oh, yeah. chests in that game? <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. It's ridiculous. Ugh. Um, but yeah. So there, so, yeah. there's our shameless plug. Go do it. Yeah. yeah. Search, search Devin. He's great. He's always entertaining to watch. Always good. Yes. Uh, so, moving on to what constitutes our regular form, well, ish, <laughs> regular form- format around yeah. here. <laughs> Dale, what you been watching, playing, doing so, last week? So? so, last week, I've been wanting to talk about this for a really long time, and I just keep forgetting to. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna open with this. Perfect. Um, the most recent game that I've been playing, other than Horizon Zero Dawn, um, has been Kirby. Kirby. All ally. Oh, why can't I think of the name now? 
Kirby Star Kirby, no Kirby, Kirby Star, Star Allies. Allies on the Switch. Yeah. And, yeah, how is that? That one I have not picked up. Oh my god, I love it. I've never really played a Kirby game. Devin and I played a Kirby game once together, um, co-op, and I I can't remember the name of it, and that's gonna upset him and make him sad. But I still love you, Devin. You're my best <laughs> friend. Love you. Bye bye. Um, but anyways, I can't remember the name of it. But we did play a Kirby game. Um, but I don't have a lot of experience with Kirby games at all, except for like Smash. Um. And even in the, the best, the best Kirby, because all you're doing is yeah. like, I'm going to play everyone yeah, by exactly. playing Kirby. Exactly. And even that I'm not good at. But anyways, Kirby, <laughs> Kirby Star Allies, Dev and I played the demo um, together and it was insanely fun. Like even playing as one of the allies was super cool because you still are able to do a lot of stuff. Um, so I was like, man, I really, I really want this game. I really need to play. I want another game for my Switch. This seems perfect. Um, but I need it pre-owned. <laughs> I do not want to pay $60 for this Kirby game <laughs> because yeah. I'm not I mean, sure about it. So, yeah. I mean, from the looks of it, it seems like it, lengthwise, at least like it seems like, I mean, Nintendo's always pretty good about putting value into their games. Yeah. So. That's always worth it, but, you know, $60 is $60. Exactly. So, So, long story short, I was able to find it um, pre-owned. Devin actually went out and picked it up for me. He had to drive an hour to get it, but, you know, I got it. And um, I started playing it that, uh, like, the day after and could not put it down. Like, every second I was playing it. And it's just so insanely fun. All the allies are amazing. I have, like, my core favorites, but every single one is fun to have on the team and fun to combine with. Because the big thing is that you, as Kirby, you can still suck enemies and become the enemy pretty much. And then, but now you can combine abilities with your friends and it's amazing. Like I can have a fire yo-yo and it, like. Oh, yo-yos are always fire. They've been amazing since the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> that, wow. Wow. <laughs> That wow! Oh God! Oh I, man! You just you just broke. I'm me. mad at I'm mad at myself. <laughs> I can't believe that just happened. <laughs> oh. oh, that's great. Um, you can have a yo-yo that's on fire. Hey, that's still that's still the slang. That's still how people use that term now. <laughs> don't worry one of these days i'll use lit and then it won't be you know popular oh god. anymore oh god can you do that though <laughs> like for real because i'm so done with lit i'm so done with lit i'll, I'll teach my i'll teach my dad <gasps> lit and he'll use it in oh, class it'll it'll spread classroom. like wildfire oh, out of his class perfect it would be perfect <laughs> it would be great Oh my god. Uh, that's um, a lie. I love I love you, Dad. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I mean I don't I don't really know your father, but you know I'm sure his students were would be like, oh no. <laughs> I'm actually surprised he's never called me and been like, My students are trying to teach me this this word lit and I don't know what it means. I really I really want him I really want him <laughs> to go into into school on Thursday. I don't know when he listens to the episode. He probably doesn't listen to it as soon as it airs. So, like, if you go into school on Friday, please, just nonchalantly, nonchalantly. Just be like, just say, What's your week- how was your weekend? How was was your- it lit? That's yeah, all you have to that's say. That's all you have to say. <laughs> all you have to say. 
<laughs> and the kids will do oh. one of two things. They will either break laughing or give you all the respect you deserve <laughs> in this world. <laughs> oh. And it will be either way. It will be good. <laughs> okay. Let's get back to Kirby. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So... The coolest part about it is that there's an element of puzzle solving, which, again, I've um, mentioned how much I love solving puzzles in games. So you'll find, like, the hidden rooms and stuff, <clears throat> and there'll be an option of, like, what um, ally you can choose. So you have to choose the correct ally in order to get past the room. And if you don't choose the correct ally, you pretty much have to start over again. <laughs> <And> Whoops. <laughs> yeah, like, it's it's a lot of fun, though. And it's quick. Like, the levels are super quick. And it's not trying... It's just trying to be a fun game. Like, it's not trying to make you break your mind or, like, make you die a thousand times. I mean, the... The... the um. Oh my god, the rate in which you collect extra lives is so fast. Like, every star, I think it's every hundred stars, is a extra life that you collect, because you collect stars throughout the game, um, is an extra life. I think I'm at, like, 86 lives. Jeez. The, so, um, it's... The, 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 like, 2D Mario games have really gone that way, too. Like, yeah. Mario Odyssey pretty much just got rid of the life system entirely. You just yeah, have exactly. hit points and restart and all that. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, before that, like, three, Mario 3D World on Wii U was just... It was same thing. It was, like, every hundred coins, you're getting a you're getting a life. And by the end of, like, the first three levels, you've got a hundred lives. Woo! Because yeah. dying doesn't actually mean anything in a Nintendo game. You're here to have fun. Exactly. I mean, they, they really are the more kid-friendly... <laughs> game and kind of like the this is what video games are to begin with and then like when you get older they're gonna get harder but for right now you're a kid just have fun with it please for the and love of you're... god just have fun <laughs> and like... then when you're almost 30 it's oh please thank god something to relax me exactly just want to yes. <laughs> get from one end of a level to the other and feel a sense of accomplishment yep. oh yeah this is this is the most accomplished <laughs> Like accomplished, I felt in a video game in a long time. Every time I beat the level, um, <laughs> oh, especially yeah, do they still? I think they do because it was on the demo. But they still have the song at the end of every at the end of the, yeah, the levels, it's like, right? With the dance. That's probably not. I want that to like it's close enough, and I want that somehow to just play at the end of like every work day for me. Like, hey, by the way, it's five o'clock. So good. It's and the dance is great too. They're like break dancing and yeah. moonwalking. Oh, it's so good. So good. <laughs> I would highly recommend it to anyone who has a Switch. Oh, well, that's that good because <laughs> Switch has had a an uneven second year so far because yeah, a lot of their releases that. aren't coming aren't coming till till much later. Yeah. Um, especially because like their big one this month was supposed to be Dark Souls Remastered yep. and it got pushed to summer on switch oh did it it got oh, wow. yeah only, only on switch and it's really upset it's really confusing because they were showing it off like they showed it off at pax and it was running great i mean you know the hardware anybody uses at pax is always mm. like overpowered anyway but by all accounts it was going excellently and then all of a sudden like three or four weeks before release they're like oh sorry for switch we have to push it until sometime this summer yeah. and like no one really knows quite exactly why that happened but that really that that 
kind of messes up their schedule. But I think Tropical Freeze's re-release comes out this year. Yep. Or this month. Yeah, I saw that. And um, like that, that's kind of what's got them going right now is just the re-release from all the Wii U games nobody played. Yeah, Yeah, seriously. So it's good to know that Kirby is like still holding strong. It's so, yeah, I was very, I was pleasantly surprised. I was a little nervous when I bought it because I was like, what if like the demos is, is as good as it gets? But no. It, no, no, no. Sorry. I'm... This isn't a Sonic game. It's always better than the demo. <laughs> it's it's going to be better than the demo. Oh, but Sonic <laughs> Forces is so good. Uh... I'm being 100% serious when I say I love Sonic Forces. I have not um, finished it, I... but it's so much fun. I don't I, even I believe care. You. I believe you. It's I just don't... like I, I love that running. That It's been like a running joke in Sonic's entire lifetime that it's like they put all of their effort into the first level because yep. that's going to be the demo. And they put, and that's what you're going to see in all the commercials. And then every every level after that is just like de- just depreciating in value as yeah. it goes down. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much game wise what I've been doing. Um, I did. I never talked about it, but I did go to PAX East. So oh that, really? Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I didn't talk about it. I think it was uh, because we were still on the two every other week schedule. So by the yeah. time by the time we recorded, I was just like, "Oh yeah, Pax is out of my brain." Um, but that was super fun. I got to I demoed um, Detroit Become Human, and like, gorgeous. I'm buying that game. I I don't even care. It is so beautiful. I mean, the demo was basically just the video that's been cycling around right. with the investigation. Um, I don't know how much you've seen or dive in, dove into with. Detroit become human. Uh, I've seen a but... bunch. I'm not. A, I'm not. Uh, I'm not always a huge fan of th- that. The that company and that the mm. guy that runs it are kind of some of the worst. Yeah. And so that really that tailors my opinion on it. Yeah. And I, I again like ev- to everybody to each your own. But like that company's in some shit right now. So like I'm just completely soured on most of oh, what they're wow. doing. See, I uh, which is unfortunate because Jesse Williams. I love Jesse oh, Williams. Yeah. Like the idea that the like I really want to see what he does in that game, but I'll probably just like watch let's plays of it personally. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, if you're excited for it, that is important. <laughs> That's the most important. Thing. I am, like I, I'm <laughs> very excited. I don't I mean, I don't know the politics behind you you know way more behind um like game companies and all that and producers and all that way more than i do so i don't even know what you're talking about when you say that that company is like in shambles uh, and like earlier like... earlier this year like some french publications they're a french company some french yeah. publication printed like there's like some like kind of just serious uh like human relations problems at that company oh, and wow. oh. that kind of came out that kind of came out Got its big thing for like a week, disappeared, and then just recently they found out that the company is now suing those journalists. Oh, wow. And so it's like, are you suing them because what they said was just like defamation and not true, or are you just like being really pissy? And then the guy that that David Cage is the the guy that mm. that co-founded that company and is in all the games, and is like, uh, really wants really wants games to be more you know emotional experiences for like film and, and all this other stuff but he always just comes off as kind of super pretentious Got you. Okay. Uh, but but i think that the other side of that though is that most of their games like um heavy rain are have like some of the best camp value that you can get out of a game series yeah like like um have you ever seen the video from Heavy Rain of when the guy is running around looking for his son and they literally it's like 10 minutes of the guy screaming the kid's name, but they only did two takes. Oh, really? And so he's walking around a crowd going, Jason, 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 
Jason. Oh, no. Jason? I have Jason. not seen that. Like, it's like a 10-minute video. And then someone, like, their game bugged out. And so that just happened the entire game in the background. Oh. And so there's, like, all this huge emotional stuff going on. Oh and God. they're, like, there's, like, all, you know, there's rain coming down. And they're having <laughs> these huge shootouts. And then in the background, you just hear, Jason? 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 <laughs> And it's like it's like watching oh. it's like watching like um oh it's like watching Tommy Wiseau make video <laughs> games because he's like because David Cage is like oh we're gonna make everything's about emotion is the greatest the greatest thing that you can put into a game and it's gonna be the most cinematic experience of your life and you're gonna love it and then you realize that like the background of all of it is just like stringing <laughs> a thousand different ideas that have no concepts to get that they have no cohesive concepts just with like bale and twine and it's like they're just like sticking all of this stuff together it's amazingly it's like amazing trash it's the best it's the best like trashy stuff and then like every time they make a new game like they're the hardware way outpaces whatever ideas they can put into the game and so they always look gorgeous but then it's like watching like the most expensive b movie that you can ever play oh my god that's that's incredible incredible yeah wow but yeah so detroit become human i don't know maybe i gotta think about that a little bit more here's the other thing but every time another one no no if buy it and play it and you'll you might love it Totally. But like, I, I just think that like, because one of these days they're going to hit like huge by accident. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, they're going to exactly. hit one. They're going to hit one that's just going to be like just the, the power behind it. Just they, they couldn't stop this game from being good because <laughs> it seems like they're trying sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> I got you. But yeah, no, definitely. Um, like it's like when it comes out, enjoy it and love it. And and like I said, I'm going to watch probably people play it and play I'll it. hear them talk about it and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I I am it the demo is was gorgeous. Like it it was that cinematic like beautiful the the game controls were really good too that's that's um, the most important like, thing like it, it feel it felt really good to play and like oh, make yeah. those choices stuff oh, like yeah. that okay like, that's because like, that's that's what that's gonna well, live and die the coolest the coolest part about it was you're you're investigating like a, a crime scene and i think you can do this in other games uh someone i can't remember what game someone likened it to but um you can in like your animatronic brain or whatever you can fast forward and rewind the how the scene played out but like it's just shadows it's just visually really cool and you can zoom in and it's the coolest investigative investigative gameplay i've seen in a long time cool and and i'm very excited for it but yeah you know it sucks that company might it, it sounds like it sucks, the short but, you know. Answer, yeah, like, but the, 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 I'm the still excited, yeah. That, yeah, and the other sad answer to that, though, is that you start peeling back that onion on, like, every game company. Oh, yeah, of <laughs> course. I mean, and the movie industry was and still is that way that in way, a lot of, of ways. So, like, That's kind of like the world the now. It's kind of it's what you have. It's what right, we and, have the at our thing always, and the biggest thing to always remember is that there's a hundred-something people working on these games that all got to have jobs in the morning. Like, even if this place is crappy like that, yeah. You not buying that game and then them going out of business is not going to help any of exactly. those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, that's always something I try to keep in mind. That's why I bought the Mad Max collection, despite the fact that Mel Gibson's terrible. I still think George <laughs> Miller deserves to get money, exactly, and everyone yeah. else who worked on those movies deserves Very to get get some money. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, right. 
Well, I mean, that's pretty much that's all I have really to talk about. I mean, I have more pack stories, but that could we could have we could do that when it's closer to E3. I, think. I was gonna say, yeah, we're gonna we'll have, have a, a couple, in, like E3. E3 thing. Maybe we might have to make E3 our first very special episode. Yay! That's, that's five days of it's five days of hours of watching press oh, conferences yeah. and then trying to figure out which one of these people is too <laughs> terrible to support. <laughs> Did you see last year, by the way, let's, before I get off of this and I'm going to try and make this funny, I swear. Um, but last year at E3, one of the games that got shown off, oh my God, was it the last night maybe? It's like a, it was like a 2D adventure game, but it was like really, it was like pixel art, but it was gorgeous to look at. It's a guy going through like a neon dystopian future. Oh, I think I it was know. during, it was during like the X, it was during like the Microsoft press conference because oh, it was one of I their big games that they were pushing. Yeah. So that, that comes out everybody loves it it's one of the big hits of the, the, of the thing and then about two minutes after the the uh conference ends someone goes on twitter and goes by the way um this is a bunch of tweets from this guy like four years ago uh when he was starting to make this game and his entire dystopia is based on the idea that feminists got too much power and destroyed the world and i was like whoa, whoa hold on wait hold on go back 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 hold on <laughs> oh my god and oh, it was like, yeah. up. like, and we don't know how the game has changed. It still hasn't come out, so we don't know how <laughs> the actual editing has evolved since then. We don't know if, if like, oh, this shit. guy has evolved his views or, like, someone else came in and, like, fixed these problems. But basically, it was like, oh, yeah, if, like, socialists and feminists get the way and everybody was getting a universal income and everything was given to you, then the whole world would fall into a terrible dystopia. It's like, that doesn't make any sense, wow. you crazy man. Wow. And that was when I was introduced to the phrase milkshake duck. Which might be my favorite phrase on all of the internet. What? Milkshake what? <laughs> duck is um, just imagine in your head a picture of a milk uh, of a duck drinking a milkshake. It's adorable. It's lovely. And then two seconds later, someone comes in and goes, "By the way, the duck is racist." Oh my god! And that's 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 what it means to be a milkshake duck is when someone's someone's star power shoots so high, so fast, and everyone's so excited about this thing they created, and then someone comes in and goes, none of you have done any background check on this dude. He's terrible. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, crazy. like, and that's, like, that introducing that phrase, and it's been the best phrase I've ever, like, that it's just been, like, the whole year, every time something happens, someone else will come in and be like, oh, we're milkshake ducking again, aren't we? <laughs> oh, damn it. Jeez. Oh, darn. That's pretty good. That's pretty great. Oh my god. Oh. Wow. Well. Yeah. So we'll do. So we will do an E3. We probably do an E3 oh, special. Yeah. Uh, we'll. And then as we get closer to it as well, like we'll start seeing what's get what starts to get like announced and leaked and stuff like that. Personally, I have no idea what I even want to see this year. Like Nintendo, I just want to see like the biggest thing I want to see from Nintendo is the the new Pokemon game they're yep. working on. Yep. That's the only because, thing I like, care. Oh yeah. Pokemon RPG finally coming to a to a major console because our major console is basically our handheld now. Exactly. Um, I want like real details on that. I and then um, I mean I don't know what else that like like maybe like I just assume that the sequel to Horizon's coming. Yeah. So like in my head they're announcing it at E3 unless they are taking like way more time with it, which I'm perfectly fine with. Yeah. So like it's I like but I've got nothing else like in my head of what I actually yeah, want to see. That's really like, it for me too. Like I'm so every day I well not every day but um, I'll see like Pokemon leaks and I'm like these are all fake. These like this yep. is fun for now but I just want to know what it actually is going to be and I need to know who my starters are going to be and I just I just want it to be <laughs> a platypus. I just want there to be a platypus or an axolotl even though there kind of already is an axolotl. But nope. No, oh, there is. It's Psyduck. Okay, hold on. I was like confused. I was like, wait, is there no platypus like? 
Psyduck is not a platypus, though. Like, I mean, I mean he he's platypus-ish. He's platypus-ish, but he's, it, his, <laughs> he has duck in his name. He's oh, a that's duck. True. And the that's gold, true, but, gold um, duck is uh, as duck as you get. That's very true. I'm just, in my head, I'm picturing trying to start a Pokemon game with Psyduck right now. <laughs> that would be terrible. Oh, if, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like starting with a magic card. Yeah, right? It's like, Although, it's like, I would be okay with that because then you get Gyarados. That's true. I mean, come on, come on. Priorities. Uh, no, but because yeah. um, I keep seeing people keep do, they keep leaking um, different pictures of platypus po Pokemon. And uh, no question, a platypus would be my starter. I don't even care what it evolves <laughs> into. Like, it would be my starter. Nope. <laughs> End of discussion. <laughs> We made it. A, we made it a water Pokemon, and the first four gyms are all are electricity and fire, <laughs> or not no, electricity and grass yep. and anything else that is super strong against water. Yep. And you're still like, oh, got it. I'm good. It. Let's do good. this. We're gonna do it. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> I've been in. I've been in harder situations. It's fine in Pokemon. I've came I chose. Out. I chose Bulbasaur. Damn it. Yeah. That was a biggity. <laughs> oh yeah. Bulbasaur's my favorite. I love Bulbasaur. Uh, of course you do. <laughs> yeah, right. Yep. You're, you're starting to understand that. That's because you're cause you were confused and you thought it was Digimon and you're just like, oh, that's like, <laughs> I want the coolest well, looking the, one because that's how this works. The problem was is, remember, I never played Pokemon as a kid. So I grew up watching Bulbasaur get all the hate and I'm like, you know what? I'll love you. That sounds You're like adorable. That that you, that's like the entire basis for like the games I like and the movies I like. Where I'm just like, no, I refuse to believe <laughs> that this is as bad as you say. Watch me love this thing, damn yep. it. <laughs> no, I yeah, Bulbasaur is so adorable. I love Bulbasaur. <laughs> I don't care if he's a little lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> don't care. Uh... So, yep. uh, let's see. So me this past yeah. week, I'm getting away from Bulbasaur. Uh, <laughs> You can't. That's true. <laughs> I won't <Now>. let you. <laughs> I will not let you. <laughs> uh, so this past week, I've been I've been trying to I've been getting into trying to rewatch like as many shows as possible because I, I told noticed. myself. So here's the thing: I told myself I wasn't gonna binge watch stuff this year. But I was gonna take it in and enjoy it because um, between you know Star Trek Discovery was on a weekly release schedule and I loved it. And last year. Way before that, during the summer, was when Twin Peaks came back. And talk about a freaking show that is impossible, like infuriating to watch week to week because you have to wait a week to figure out what the hell David Lynch is pulling out of his ass this week. <laughs> There's an entire episode of Twin Peaks: The Return that is just an avant-garde student film from from David Lynch, basically. Like it, it opens up with a not a joke, ten-minute performance by Nine Inch Nails. Oh, wow. And then all of a sudden it just goes into just like, here's a shot of space. Oh, now there's fire in space. Now there's just weird kind of warpy thing in space. And you're like, okay, this is kind of strange. Then you look down at your watch and 15 minutes has gone by and you're like, this is, is this going somewhere? And it, <laughs> it does. It just like weird shit just happens for 45 minutes and then the episode is over. Because he filmed... Twin Peaks The Return as an 18-hour movie and then just chopped it into 18 parts. Like, literally just chopped it into 18 parts. And so they just like, oh, this episode's over, we're done, now this episode picks up, oh, 45 minutes, that's enough time to, to fill the time slot on stars, so cut it, we'll go on. Which means that, like, 
there's I mean, there's no resolution anyway. It's Twin Peaks and it's David Lynch. So even the whole series has no resolution. But like really episode to episode, there is nothing you're getting like you have no idea how to feel because you don't even know what's happened for like after three hours you have to like process the images that have been in front of you i do not know how i feel about that at all at the same it's it's weird because at the end of that season i was both more mad than i have ever been at a tv show for making me take up 18 hours to watch it and also a year and a half later i have not stopped thinking one day about that show (laughs) like every day i have thought about that show in one way or another and so it's like well okay it pissed me off but i it's got the lasting power i don't know what to say it somehow has a grasp of me and i don't know why And so that really gave me like, but that, that really just got me into this idea that like, you know what, waiting a week to watch something that makes it better. Cause binging oh, yeah. as, as much as I love just like, you know, completely chilling out and, and binging something, it, it never retains the same way. Mm-hmm. I could probably tell you more about uh, Twin Peaks than I could about like the first two seasons of Daredevil. Cause I watched the first two seasons of Daredevil, like the day they came out yeah, like two years ago yeah. or and last year I couldn't tell you jack about most of them but i can tell you so much about i could talk for hours about twin peaks because i could watch because i had to watch and think about them and so like Mm -hmm. like i couldn't i couldn't not so i went back into we watching a bunch of shows but the way i kind of replaced binge watching was i just like picked up 10 shows to watch and just watch them all and now and so now i watch like two episodes at a time and and like switch to another show yeah okay that's it that yeah see but that so for me it's so weird because I, I always wanted to like get into all these Netflix shows that people have have been raving about, like Stranger Things and you know um, what was another one? I don't know, Orange is the New Black or something like that. But um, I just couldn't find the time or just like the want to do it. But then I found a show called The Magicians on ne- on Netflix, and it was a sci-fi show. Oh, the, can I tell you the only thing I ever know about the magicians? Sure. There's some scene where two books have sex. Yes. I don't know what it is. Yep. I don't have no idea what the context is. Literally the only thing I know about that show. Oh, yeah. And a bunch yeah. of people, and, then, and that a bunch of people like it. Like, I see people yeah. tweeting about it all the time, but I've never well, sat down to watch it, so that's all I know about that show. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, magicians, I like magic. Let's see where this goes. And then the first episode is just craziness. And I was like, what? What? And... Almost every episode leaves you on a cliffhanger. So I'm four episodes in, and I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this yet, but I need to know what happens to these people. And the only thing that's on, the only thing at that point that was on Netflix was the first season. So I was like, I'll just watch the first season and see if I like it. And then the second season came on, and I'm like, I just need to keep watching it. So that has (laughs) been the only real show other than the Orville um, recently that I've just binge-watched. And it, I feel like if I watched that show week to week, I don't think I would would have enjoyed it as much because the cliffhangers are so painful. Yeah. Like. Yeah. No, I could see that. There, it's the like I, I would watch them because they were the perfect um, length for my lunch break at work, so I would watch them on my lunch break. And I'd be like, this sucks. Like, now I have to wait until I get home to watch the next episode. But I need to know what just happened there. Like, it, it, it literally would pain me to, like, not know 
And I'm nervous because the third season is out and it's on demand. So I miss that. But the fourth season, I feel like I'm going to have to watch on a week-to-week basis. And I'm uh-huh. so nervous for it. See, and that's, because... it's really, that's really that's amazing because I think oh, where a lot of that comes from. So one of the, the first one show that I started doing this with was X-Files. I have tried to rewatch X-Files like three times in my entire life. <laughs> and it, I, I would fall off every now and then because what I would do was binge watch it until I burned out. And then like a week would go by and then I would just forget to go back to it. Yeah. Which so that, which is another reason why I'm, I'm kind of doing stuff this way. But I, I really wanted to commit to it this time. So I'm watching it like two and three episodes at a time. And you start to realize like it used to be like, yes, there were like two parters that had cliffhangers. But otherwise you had just one off satisfying mm-hmm. episodes. Like you knew that there was a big mystery going on in the background of X-Files. That's yeah. like what the show is built on. Yeah. But it's not like. And, and every now and then you would even get like single singular, you know, one off episodes that would talk about that conspiracy. But they never made it like this is this is why you're coming back is to come back and learn more about this mystery. It's like, no, yeah, it's this yeah. mystery is going on. But they also have like this other life they have to live because you don't always get all of the answers right away. Mm-hmm. And I think what happened was at some point someone went, well, what if cliffhangers all the time? Because <laughs> like season finales, two parters always had the best ratings. And it was yep. because, like, we introduced this mystery and you had to come back next week to get it. And then the problem was that you'd come back, you'd get one answer, and then they would throw five more questions at you and yep. show, show, just, like, set up another cliffhanger. That's like, why? Like, I'm going to come back. I like the show. I like the <laughs> characters. Like, stop exactly. with it. <laughs> yeah, the, there was one cliffhanger that I remember. It was – and I – during my lunch break, I just went, No! <laughs> <laughs> and, and one of my coworkers was like, what just happened? And I'm like, they just, a person just died, and I don't even know how or why. And, and, and then credits. And, like, the person just walked into the room and was dead. What, why? <laughs> like, why is this happening? <laughs> and it just, it's just painful. Um, yeah, I, but there was, I mentioned Black Clover on this earlier yes that is a show that Devin and I watch by like week to week and it works because it's an anime and they just replay everything that happened (laughs) the week before pretty much (laughs) every episode is 10 minutes of recap 12 minutes of new stuff exactly and then the next (laughs) exactly exactly so it's a way it's It's like I don't know it's different Uh, I just I I just yeah, it is. I mean, it is. And it's all about structure of the show. And it's just like it's interesting to see what kind of carries over from one generation of TV to the next. Yeah. So it's also interesting that like so the reason that I wanted to watch X-Files and one of the, the, the they're, and the reason I'm like so adamant that I'm going to watch this whole thing is that it was the first show that I realized my mother was into and my father was not. And I think my father got into it eventually, but like we always made a big thing in in our family about like watching Simpsons on Sunday nights and like watching shows here and there throughout the week together. But it always seemed like we were watching whatever my dad wanted to watch and my mom tolerated. Um, And then some sometime in its run, X Files got moved to Sunday night uh, because it got like super super popular, and so they would put it on after the Simpsons. And so it was just on, and we we were watching it, and I started to realize, oh, my mom is into this. My father has no (laughs) idea what's going on. But we're watching this because my mom likes it. Mm. And so, like, that's always kind of stuck in my head, like, because I vaguely remember 
some of the final seasons of that show, which are not the great ones. Yeah. But I remember, but those are the ones I vaguely remember the most, and I never really caught it at the beginning. So I really wanted to watch it from the beginning, really enjoy this thing, and again, like I said, I, I would burn out. But, you know, TV writing in the 90s was so weirdly different, and yet X-Files is the show that, like, I think really caught on to that idea of you can have a big mystery in the background and then yeah. do kind of singular episodes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's where you get most of CW's programming these days. Yes. Yeah. It's now like, and like all of the CW shows, all of the, uh, like Supernatural and all the DC shows, especially yep. where it's like every season is, there's a big overarching story with like smaller stories in, <laughs> in between. Yeah. Uh, Which I feel is then, the standard now for those it, kind it, of shows. It really is. Um, and it's it's unfortunate because the problem with that is that, like, X-Files definitely did that, especially later on. Yeah. But for the most part, like, it wasn't one story from beginning one season to the next and then, or, like, from the beginning of the season to the end and then a new story, which is what Supernatural has fallen into. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, we have a big story that is always going on in the background. And so you're just kind of learning new bits and pieces of that. And... So like that seems it so it, it gives it a much more kind of planned out feeling to it. Mm. Like Supernatural was originally supposed to be five seasons. And so when you watch the first five seasons of that show, it is one big story because all of that story ties together in the first five seasons. And then as soon as the fifth season ends, they're like, oh, we got more seasons than we expected. <laughs> what do we do now? And it goes to a like every season. It's a new story kind of thing. Yeah. And it just feels like it's never ending now because of it, because it just never feels satisfying because it never feels like it's a one cohesive story. Yeah. It's much more like episodic in that nature. Hmm. Uh, interesting. So, so yeah. So it, it was like, again, it was the thing that was like, oh, X-Files made this thing super huge and popular. Let's do that. Just like people went, oh, X-Files and like Moonlighting before it and stuff like that really made the will they, won't they like a huge <laughs> thing. So let's make that the big part of every time we have a show like Bones or, or something oh where there's God. like a sexy guy and a sexy woman and they're solving crimes together yep. the problem is especially in the first like few seasons of x-files none of that is there <laughs> it's entirely the audience putting it on there yep. the audience wants them to get together none of that's in the show in the show they are like they are in the truest sense best friends it is that Mulder has this like quest he's on scully comes in and starts like basically the kind of premise to the, the pilot of x-files is that Scully is put on with Mulder to debunk it, all of his work because oh, okay. they want to, they want to throw him out because <laughs> they want to throw him out of the FBI because he's nice. basically because he's basically a, an embarrassment to the thing. But he's got like all of these connections because, you know, spoiler alert, everything he believes is actually real. <laughs> <laughs> um, but because because of that, like the, there's like all of these, you know, the shady organizations in the back want Mulder thrown yeah. out because his quest for the truth gets him too close sometimes. So the idea was we're going to take this brilliant like this brilliant student, she they recruited her out of med school. She's basically Clarice Starling, uh, <laughs> from, uh, and we're gonna put her with we're gonna put her with Spooky Mulder, and she's gonna debunk everything he does. And what she really does is come in and go, well, I could probably come up with a like, like not that she does this like on purpose, but by her own nature of needing to rationalize things, she basically starts writing reports that rationalize and verify everything that Mulder nice. that Mulder does. Nice. <laughs> and so it like. And in the same way, like because she challenges him and makes him like have to have to explain these crazy things going on, it almost becomes a way of like legitimizing his own work because now it's not just I believe this crazy thing and I'm going to run around until I until I find it. It's 
well, now I need to have a reason, like yeah. uh, understanding this idea that like you need reasons for what you do. You don't get to just run off and do whatever you want. So it's, <laughs> it's like, so it's like this great thing. It, it creates this like perfect balance of partnership with them where it's, you know, Mulder thinks something's crazy. Scully comes up with a much more rational reason for that. And then they actually, in more cases than not, chase the rational reason behind it until, until the crazy thing happens. Good. And it yeah. creates this like great, it, it cre- it's such a great chemistry with them. And then like all of the stuff about them coming together and, you know, are, will they, won't they stuff really like comes some of it comes that. in, yeah. com- some of it comes toward the end of the series when it was like, well, we're wrapping up and you know, that makes a good story for them to come together. But the only reason that makes a good story is because for like eight years, you had audiences on like the internet, the birth of the internet going on forums and being like, why aren't they kissing yet? Yeah. And it's like, well, because that's not who they are. Well, like, and well, deal with it. <laughs> yeah, that's shipping. Like, shipping I never knew was a thing until, like, my senior year of high school when, like, younger, the younger class, uh, my younger classmates had to tell me what it was. And then I realized <laughs> that shipping, like, I don't think shows that have people coming together ever imagine that those characters would get together until they started reading like fan fiction and were like oh definitely let's just make these people happy and like that's kind of upsetting but at the same time i don't know like i guess you still have to make your show and make the people happy but it's just like right i mean it's a a balance it's the balance of do you you know you want to fan service Mm -hmm. things and do things the fans like but you also want to tell your story and you know, X-Files did a great job for years of not doing – what they did was they didn't have Mulder and Scully getting together, but they would do little things for the fans because they were – like when I say – I'm not kidding. Like 1991, birth of the internet forums, the first two shows anybody ever talked about were Twin Peaks and X-Files. Like that's what yeah. the, the birth of the internet was. And so like the people – like including David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson, the people making the show were on those forums like paying attention. And so they did little things like there's a conspiracy theorist that they named after someone's um, someone's like username oh, wow. and stuff like that. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and, and it's like it's like there there were characters that they brought back more often. The um, the lone gunman. I don't know how much you know about. I don't know anything. <laughs> OK. The lone gunman. The lone gunman is this like trio. Well, I always of wanted to. But yeah. The Lilligam is this trio of dudes that are, like, also major conspiracy theorists. They're, like, friends of Mulder that he, like, hangs nice. out with sometimes. That's awesome. um, one of the guys looks like Garth. It's great. Fantastic. So what it is is you have a guy in a Ramones t-shirt that looks like Garth. You have a guy in a suit. And you have this kind of shorter guy in glasses. That shorter guy in glasses is one of the assistant directors that they literally threw into the first scene with these guys because they needed to fill out the cast for the episode. Oh, wow. And he ends up, ends up coming back, like, 20 times because these guys were so popular and they came back because on the forums people were like oh yeah we love these guys these guys are great they make the world feel so much bigger because it's not just Mulder running around acting like a crazy person there are other people out there that he talks to and and discusses these things with all of a sudden these guys become super popular they get a spinoff for one season that's terrible and then they just go back (laughs) to being side characters but like that's awesome and that's when he realized oh that's when they realized oh yeah it's not always about fan service because there's too much lone gunman sometimes (laughs) (laughs) so it's like and so that's kind of the that's kind of the way that they they figured out that balance so well in the early days like these days now there's so many ways you know it's not just forums of like 20 people on the internet anymore it's you know, it's Twitter, Twitter and Tumblr. And, exactly. Twitter and tum- Tumblr are, like, the main culprits of yeah. all this fan stuff. And it's just, like, 
Some of it is good. Some of it is really, really good, and I can get behind. But the other stuff is just kind of like noise. Yeah. Like, why is this yeah. out here? You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So that's so I've been doing that, watching Night's Files, loving that. It's great to not. Uh, the other thing I've been doing with that <laughs> alongside of it is I'm listening to, like, two different X-Files podcasts right now. <laughs> okay. It's the dorkiest thing I this is the dorkiest thing I do. I love a the the entire genre of rewatch podcasts, <laughs> which is where people watch a show or watch a set of movies or something and then like really talk about them like yeah. like passionately and not in not in like the Twitter way of just like why are you doing this? This is terrible. It's more like this is this is the show. The characters are the characters acting the way they've always acted like actual like like English major level critical wow. breakdown of nice. these things. And it like it feeds like a weird part of my brain that I think is part of the reason I became an English major. So, <laughs> That's good. Um, yeah, and it's great. Like one of the ones I listened to is from Kamel Nanjiani. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. it's a huge. So it, it actually ends. I'm coming up to the end of it because he didn't continue it. I think once him and his wife started like putting uh, big sick together, yeah. he stopped doing it because like there's a there's like a cutoff of like two years ago, which kind of fits that timeline. Gotcha. But okay. like it's really interesting to hear him because at the time that he was doing the show so the show's like three years old he was not he, he had not broken out huge yet he had been still been doing character work like he's mm -hmm. still like silicon valley is just starting yeah. and so but still to like hear him get interviews with like other friends of his like his wife's been on a couple of times he got interviews with a couple of people that make the show you know this is around the time that season 10 like the miniseries was coming back and stuff and it's just to, to listen to people who you know, you see on TV or like you, yeah. you kind of like know as just like performers be like, OK, performance done. We are going to geek out about this thing for an hour. <laughs> we're going to talk about why this fits into this greater mythology of the show. And we're going to talk about why we love like these characters and the way that they act in this scene is really good. And you're like, oh, my God, there's a huge, huge yeah. world around these things. Like breaking into a fandom is like can be crazy overwhelming yeah. to just see how how much like trivia and like how much uh how much love for this thing has just been out there that you've never known before yeah. and it's just like it's like okay now i feel comfortable like watching this thing every every other night watching a couple of episodes and really getting into it because i know i'm not like just wasting time like it it, it makes you feel like you're doing more than just like wasting like killing time watching a show it's like i know i want to watch this show and this helps me because it's not on anymore. Yeah, exactly. You know, it used to be like when exactly. it was on, it was you go you go into work and then talk to people about yep. it. Yeah. And but like I'm talking about a 30 year old show right now. <laughs> no one else is watching this with me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, um, on that with rewatch, what did you call them? Rewatch. Rewatch pod podcasts. Podcasts. Yeah. There, I I definitely understand what you're saying because I mean, it's it's kind of weird and a little different, but it I totally get what you're saying by listening. Um, there was a podcast, one of my favorite bands is Bowling for Soup. Um, they just are. <laughs> of of uh, Phineas and Ferb fame, yes. Uh, yes, well, you know, <laughs> hey, <laughs> Phineas and Ferb, no, Phineas also and Ferb is one, excellent. Uh, Phineas and Ferb is my favorite show of all time, yeah. well, so. Of course, there's a, there's a platypus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, anytime I see orange and teal, I'm like, that's peri colors, peri cut, like, I, it, you know. <laughs> Phineas and Ferb is a huge deal for me. But Bowling for Soup, like, I love them. So um, I realized that the lead singer um, had his, his own podcast um, called Jared Goes to the Movies. 
or yeah, that's what it's called. Um, and it's him and his one of his best friends, and they're just talking about movies that like I love. Like they do a whole Back to the Future one, a Sandlot one, and it's like it's just cool to listen to someone who is in the music industry and like kind of removed from the film industry talking about these movies and just hearing how much he loves them is is amazing you know it's it's just it feels good <laughs> to like know that someone else loves these movies as much as i do absolutely <laughs> like, i mean that's what it really is is it's <laughs> like it, it's a validation of like okay i'm not the only person out there like in this time also enjoying this thing yeah exactly yeah oh man it's good it's good that is good it's oh god it it is sometimes 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 it's crap but the fact is it's a very good world out there if you know where to look if you know where Uh, to look we're gonna get philosophical here no yeah (laughs) and on Uh, that note good night everybody good night Uh, bye (laughs) uh end no um yeah so i mean i think Hey, that's pretty much I'm, it for, much yeah, that's it for me this week. Yeah, I don't really have anything else. I mean, yeah, I can't wait for our upcoming E3 thing. <laughs> like, that really got me excited. <laughs> good. Very good. I was I was wondering. I was hoping it would. Yeah. I like that idea. Yes, I'm um, very ready. Um, yeah, especially because if, if neither of us has, like, huge expectations, that means that we could get blown away by anything. Oh, yeah, it's going to be good. <laughs> it's going to be good. Um, but yeah, so this has been, I hope you guys enjoy, um, definitely, uh, if you want to comment, tweet at us, it is at say report junior on Twitter. Um, you can also follow each of us individually. I am at Dale's brain and yeah. Zach. And I am at Zerwiski. Yes. Um, and we have, we've, I've mentioned this before, but we're not spelling those for you guys anymore. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think my I think my ba- I think my uh, my tag name is still Zach the Normie. So let's look that up. Yes, that's true. Or you can just look up <laughs> Dale Decker because you know sure. that's just me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you're if you're if you're enjoying the podcast, if you're listening every week, please let us know. Um, if if not, I mean, you can let us know that too. We probably won't pay attention because we have fun. But you know, hey. <laughs> Yeah, rate, subscribe, do those things that do all I think those things that, up on iTunes. That, I, I don't know how like I don't, I don't know, know how like analytics and algorithms work. I, have I just no think idea. it's good if we it's good if we get reviewed, and I don't think it matters that much what the score is because as long as people are reviewing us, they will they'll like bump us up on one of their many lists. That's all I know. Yeah, I don't. So internet workings. <laughs> of the internet i have no idea um but yeah i hope you're i hope you're enjoying this we're i'm having a lot of fun i i think you're having a lot of fun so i'm at a great i'm having a great time yeah this is great i um i do i'm putting this out there i do want to try and do like a stream or something where we just (laughs) play video games for an hour we'll figure something something out i i i can at least make I, I've got recording stuff on my side I've never really used. Like, obviously, oh, like okay. to, to make videos and stuff. I just don't know. I have to make sure we record that properly and, yeah. and put it without it being well, like, I mean, you we'll know. figure it out. You guys will ha- you guys will have to wait and see if that works out. And um, maybe Fortnite will be in the future because I, I need to play it now after talking to you about it so much. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so. Uh, we will see everybody next week. And, we'll you know. Enjoy. Enjoy. Have have a good week. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to The Say Report with your hosts, Dale Decker and Zach Sarawick. Please follow the guys on Twitter and Facebook by searching for The Say Report. And you can always subscribe on your podcast channel so this is delivered straight to you and you can enjoy it every week. With apologies to your mother, we'll see you next time.